Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Oral Health Podcast, where we are having bite-sized discussions with different people across the globe about all things oral health. Today, we are talking to David Withers, whose father sadly passed away from mouth cancer in August 2021 after receiving his diagnosis at the start of the pandemic. David shares with us how his family coped with his father's diagnosis, what the treatment process was like for his dad, and any advice that David has for either family members who are supporting someone who has a cancer diagnosis, or for anyone going through treatment themselves. It's a brilliant conversation and I hope that you take something away from it. Okay, so David, would you like to just take a second to introduce yourself? Uh, Hi, my name is David. Um, I'm based in Cornwall uh, and my dad recently had uh, oral cancer. And so what were the first things that your dad uh, noticed when they noticed something wasn't quite right with his mouth? So dad didn't really know uh, anything about it. He just went for a a routine uh, dental appointment. And uh, from there that the the dentist um, was a little bit concerned about some some white dots that he had in his mouth. Um, So did some biopsies and, and, and things like that. Um, and then after a few biopsies, uh, he was then referred to the maxillofacial team uh, where he was diagnosed at the beginning of lockdown um, with, with oral cancer. Yeah. And what was that, that diagnosis process like? How, how did he, he find that? Um, that was very positive. He was, um, he was an amazing man. He, he really was a positive person and he uh, strong, strong willed. He, he, he was not going to let this he was going to fight this every step of the way. Um, and he did. He literally fought all the way. Um, he was not going to give in. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Yeah, sounds like a, a strong, strong-willed person. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was, uh, yeah, some say stubborn, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he got that diagnosis, what then um, was discussed with things like treatments and and ways to to try and combat the cancer? So the first thing that they wanted to do uh, was to do um, an operation and it meant a lot of skin grafts and he was gonna be um, in an operating theater for for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, He didn't want that operation. He just, um, if there was any other way he could could get around it, he just did not want this operation. Um, And this was right at the very start of lockdown. So, you know, he was, he was a little appreh- apprehensive of, of that. But 
just by chance, you know, he, the, the surgeon on the day, um, his car broke down, so Dad's operation was cancelled. So it was then decided that he would go straight in for radiotherapy. So that kind of made Dad's day really. He wasn't too keen on, on the operation. It would have, he would have been a lot of uh, a long time in ICU. Mm-hmm. Um, with COVID, it was just too dangerous. Um, so I went through um, a course of radiotherapy, um, and um, you know, um, and then he then went on. You know, that didn't kind of work. So he then went on to um, for chemotherapy and, and things like that. But we tried to make it as fun as we could for Dad. So what we did is every time he had um, a chemo or radiotherapy session. Um, he, uh, we bought him some scratch cards. So when he got home, um, he would scratch one, a bit like a countdown, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it just makes it a bit of fun, doesn't it? You know, just yeah. to make it, um, like, a, like I say, it's a bit like a countdown to Christmas, isn't it? You know, you suddenly got something to look forward to. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And when you're going through things like cancer treatment, having those little things to, in your day to look forward to it it can make all the difference definitely definitely and and at the end of it you know um he had you know all his little winnings that he was gonna to have a treat um from at the end of the day but sadly he he didn't um didn't cash them in quick enough um Mm -hmm. so when he passed away um my mum and i went for a meal on my dad (laughs) oh bless him (laughs) spend the winnings in a different in a different way yeah. <laughs> well, he, he loved bath rugby uh, and mm-hmm. he was a massive supporter of bath rugby uh, and him and his friend used to go um every you know every match the home game they would always go to um have ham egg and chips because they worked out that was the quickest meal that they could get to be able to get to the match and get the best seats um so yeah so when he passed away um we went out for ham egg and chips with, oh, with his rugby buddy. um so yeah so it was nice yeah, sounds lovely. So, can you, if you're okay with it, can you talk a little bit about the treatment that he he had, how the radiotherapy went, how the chemotherapy went, and and his experiences with it? Yeah, Dad, he he um, you know, he did really well with it, and um, he had um, a pick lining, so he was fed uh, via tube um, for for most of the the sort of the eighteen months. Um, he. Um, he tried to eat as much as possible um, without that tube. Uh, the day that they uh, tried to take the tube out, um, the, he, his mouth was too um, too sore, and he couldn't open it as, as wide as what they wanted to do. All this, you know, to, to, to get the tubes in and things like that. Um, so again, it was decided. You know, Dad was like, "Well, it's not doing any harm there. You know, just leave it there." And, and actually, that was probably the best thing because not long after, you know, um, with the chemo, it, it really affected his appetite and stuff like that. And he could only then, he could only eat via his tube. So um, that was the only, only source of food. And, and you always felt guilty when you went because, you know, obviously we had to eat as, as well. When, you know, we were with him, but you always felt guilty that, um, you know, he was having his vanilla milkshake or his mango, you know, whichever he, he fancied and having uh, you know a nice roast dinner but he to him it was just like that was the new normality and and he just got on with his treatment and he he just was like well it is what it is we'll just go with it and and stuff and he never complained about it you know he never it, it was just the new life you know that was his new normality and stuff and um he was very determined yeah very determined 
I think also, you know, he had a lot of, you know, support from, you know, your friends and family from around, you know, because obviously nobody could visit, you know, there was new ways like like Zoom and Teams and all of those kind of things. And just the the phone calls and the letters that, you know, he received, that kept him going. Um, and he made some some really good friends with all the nurses and, um, you know, they, you know um, he used to write them poems. Um, mm-hmm. So... Every week when he'd go in, he'd write them poems and things like that. And that just kept him going through that treatment. Um, Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah, because one of the things um, we found from talking to people, you know, when you're going through cancer treatment or a a diagnosis and the the whole journey can be quite overwhelming, of course. And so having other people around you that you can talk to and connect with, it makes a, a big difference. So... It's very nice to hear as well, um, even with the impact of COVID, like you said, he had his diagnosis right at the beginning of lockdown. He was still able to get some some community support and and support that way. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing, isn't it? It's, um, you know, you're getting the help and getting the support and stuff. And it's not just for the patient, it's also for the family as well. And there's there's so much support out there that you don't realise um, that you're actually going to need or or anything like that. And, you know, just talking to somebody, um, just sharing your experience and is a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. Was there any... Um any organizations or any groups or things that he or your or you and your family found particularly helpful so we weren't actually aware of you guys um until until after and i started working at a dentist um but we you know up up in bristol mum and dad you know they had the the macmillan team that were Mm -hmm. them um and you know they were great they were you know my mum was unfortunately was diagnosed with breast cancer during this um this time as well and and also had to have a hip replacement but the Macmillan team they just you know the support that they gave to mum straight away was was amazing and then obviously um you know there's a St Peter's Hospice and you know they they sort of got involved you know at at the end but Mm -hmm. um you know dad wanted to stay at home but it's just you trying to find you know there are so many different places you know organizations and, and charities out there that are willing to help and and stuff and, and they are that that ear of you know you can you know you can listen to somebody at the end of a phone to listen to or or just be in contact ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Like with and then you say, I think it's important yeah a hundred percent definitely and it's very good to hear as well that they had a good experience with um like Macmillan teams and other people that um that helped because it, it does make you know a world of difference when when you're in that position um yeah, what about for for yourself what kind of um like family support or uh, groups or anything did you have any contact with I mean, we we have each other really, um, and we were sort of we're all sort of based over the southwest. So, mum and dad are based in Bristol or near Bristol. Uh, my sister is based near Exeter, and I'm based down in Cornwall. Um, so, we kind of just made sure we spoke to each other. We had our own group chat. You know, obviously, um, you know, my sister and her husband, and my wife uh, and I, we all you know talked between us um, just to keep each other going, and we tried to keep it as positive as we could because. You know and just trying to do little challenges so you know we did a, a family fundraiser um you know which was part of macmillan the 40-day challenge where we you know you have to do something for 40 days around the fitness side but it just brought us together and it meant it was something we could all do as a family mm-hmm. so dad could get involved and dad loved it because um for the first time in years he could touch his toes none of us could you know we couldn't do that and he was like well i can do that um so it's quite nice that you know he got something out of it but we did that for 40 days and and everybody got involved in in the family so you know everybody from my four-year-old niece to my 15 year old daughter you know uh, we all did something um you know and that was the kind of support that we had you know we didn't realize that there were other groups you know um, Mamillan said about we, we could speak to counsellors and things like that but at the time we didn't need that we didn't need that you know I think now we do you know we you know maybe we should have you know maybe spoken to them before but you know it's got to that stage now where you know you keep positive keep positive and then and then it's 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 all over and you think oh it suddenly hits you mm-hmm. it's like this is um one of the reasons I wanted to get involved was you know, if we can stop one person going through what we've been through as a family and what my dad went through, it's worth it. You know, it's just some simple checks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, it's an interesting point to pick up on there as well of when you keep going and keep going and keep going and then all of a sudden it's, oh, it's... um it sort of hits you and it hits everyone at different points so I think it's a good thing to highlight as well like even if you get offered the support and you don't need it at that time it's still there to access when you feel like you do need it it's not going to go away if if you turn it down at the time when it's brought up sort of thing 
Definitely, yeah. Mm. And accept that help, you know. It's not through a professional, you know, speak to your friends and, and, and things like that, you know. It's just making sure that you, you know, you have somebody that you can talk to and, and things like that. And um, a lot of the time, you know, the focus is around the patient. But like, you know, we were told, you know, it's all about the patient and the patient, but actually it's about the wider friends and the wider family um, of that patient as well. And it's just, just being there for, you know, you know if you could, if, if you know that somebody is going through a cancer treatment, just be there for them and just, you know, be that listen to ear, you know, something to listen to or, you know, just do something like random, you know, like drop them a bunch of flowers or some chocolates or anything, you know, just it's, it's the other people as well. Mm-hmm. Just little things to let people know that you're a, you're there. Yeah. If Even if you can't physically be there, you're thinking of them and it, it makes all the difference, really, it does. It, it's a huge difference. It makes such a difference, you know, and it just brings that, you know, that, that smile. You know, the other day I went home and there was a bottle of wine on my on my doorstep and I had no idea who it was from. And, you know, it just made me smile and it made me think that actually somebody was looking out for me. And, you know, you go through those bad times and you, you realise who your friends are and, and, and things like that. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's important. Yeah. Is that, I know you've already sort of mentioned this but is there any other bits of advice or little pieces of wisdom that you would want to pass on to anyone that's in that position at the moment whether they are currently going through cancer treatment or maybe their parent is or their sibling their child anybody who is is involved with someone with cancer just make sure that you know you you talk about it you do you know don't don't hide it don't you know if you're feeling low or you're feeling um you know that you you can't cope you know try and do something positive you know around it i mean that's why we we did the fundraiser because we wanted to try and keep things positive and, and things like that so that that was our our thing really but just be there for people just listen to to people don't shy away from it you know even whether it's you know you're the the grandchild of of somebody who's going through it or the partner you know you're not alone um you know i'm happy people can bring me you know it's just somebody that you have got to to speak to you know and people don't realize um oh excuse me um, when you're going through it, you know, you don't realize how hard it is. Um, and it's, um, it's tough at times. It's really tough, especially when you're seeing that, that person that you're loved that, you know, is, you know, is not the person that you used to know, you know, at times my dad used to get quite um, aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were doing medication and feed, that definitely wasn't my dad. My dad was the softest person that you would ever meet. And I went to collect his medication one day from the pharmacy, and I just got the best pharmacist ever. Um, it was that one person who just made me realize sense and that it's not, it isn't your, that your loved one, it isn't that person. You know, it is the cancer that is taken over. And she said to me, she said, um, you know, when it comes to things like your medication and stuff like that, and sometimes people forget, you know, they're going through the treatment, they think they've had the medication. She said, you know, where dad was obviously having like morphine at times, you know, he was saying, I need more, I need more. And it's like, no, obviously he couldn't because of the time. She said, just give him water. And at the end of the day, he will think he's had it and he will be calm. 
And it was the best advice ever because, you know, there was times where, you know, he just had morphine and he'd forgotten that he'd he'd had it. So I gave him water. He was quite calm because he'd had he thought he'd had his medication. So it's just, you know, taking the advice and take, you know, all the help that you can get and don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, don't do this alone. Yeah. I think that's that's a brilliant message to take away from that is going through something like that on your own. It's it's not a good idea for anybody and there is so much support out there whether you want to go through a charity or a support group or just text a friend ring a friend talk to one of the nurses there's there's always someone that's around for you to talk to absolutely definitely yeah and, and talking is the best way if you can't talk to somebody write it in a diary you know just you just get it out of your system and even if you keep that diary to yourself um you know just share it just it's just getting it out of your system um you know you're gonna have some good days you're gonna have some bad days but enjoy every day and take each one as it comes and you know and just go with it definitely yeah it has been fantastic to talk to you david i think you've shared so Mm -hmm. much that's going to resonate with so many people and i'm really really thankful that you've You've spared some time on your lunch hour to to sit and talk to me about this. I think it's going to do a lot of good. So thank you. Oh, no, you're welcome. And I'm just really pleased to be involved with you guys. And so we didn't know about you be- beforehand. It was only you know afterwards um, that I became aware of you and, and stuff. And it's another place you think, I wish I knew about you beforehand because it could have made even more of a difference to, to, to us as a family, you know, and, and just sort of doing, you know, The extra support is, the more support you've got, the better, definitely. In the description of this podcast, we will link to lots of helpful resources for mouth cancer patients as well as their families. If you want more information about mouth cancer, please go to mouthcancer.org or visit the Mouth Cancer Foundation's website, which is mouthcancerfoundation.org. Thank you again, David, for spending some time talking to me and thank you for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.